0: Truly, Esther was a slave girl to begin with, mm-hmm. but there was a beauty contest that was given for the key uh, the ladies in the nation, and whoever the king liked the best, he would call her to be his queen, and the book of Esther, I really like the book of Esther because the book of Esther tells you in the first part of it what you must do to prepare to be in the presence of the King, King Jesus. That's really important. We could actually study on that and and what all we need to do, getting ourselves prepared to be uh, in the presence of the King. One Night with the King was a movie that they made a good long while ago and carried Esther through. what all she did to get to the point to where she could actually spend one night with the King. Uh, While this was going on and she was made queen, during the point of that time there was an enemy at Lurk in the community and in the the political realm and his name was Haman. Mm -hmm. Haman absolutely hated the Jews and he wanted to kill the Jews and the reason why he wanted to kill the Jews is because you get people that get so wrapped up in a position that they think that they're God's gift to men. And Mordecai, which was Esther's uncle, uh, refused to bow down to him. And when he refused to bow down to him, it made uh, Haman angry. And Haman devised a plan to get the king to sanction murder to where he could go in and kill all of the Jews and not have any consequences for it. And it was really by thievery, uh, by by connivory, not thievery, but by connivory. As he went in and he got the king to agree and put out a decree that Haman, on a certain day, which was the 15th of the uh, the month of Adar, which is around in March of our year, that he could go out and the nation could kill the Jews and they wouldn't have anything, uh, any type of consequences with it. And if the Jews filed against it then they would be violating the law of the king and if Haman didn't get them then the king would get them and that's how it kind of wound up well Mordecai found out that this is what was happening and Mordecai goes to Esther and tells Esther that she is placed in the position that she's put in for such a time as that to save her nation well, in that time, there are protocol when you go before a king. There are certain things you have to do. Of, uh, all of the times they're with it, you would wind up being killed if you went into the king's presence without him requesting you to go into his presence. If he didn't ask for you and you showed up, you were violating his honor and you would be guilty of a crime and it was punishable by death. And what Mordecai told Esther was that you're put here in such time as this and you're going to have to risk being killed to save your people. So they proclaimed a fast and when they proclaimed a fast they got the fasting and they got everything together they got their self prepared to go meet the king and in the one night with the king that she was there she explained to the king who she was. She really come out and told him I am a Jew, and you have said that you are going to kill all the Jews. And basically, in our love story today, if you love me, you got to do something about it. So the king, though he was under a decree that he had given and he had signed and he had executed, he could not come in and disannul that ruling. If he did, then it would destroy his honor and his power all over the kingdom, so he couldn't just take that law off the books. He had decreed it. When a king decrees something, that's the way it is. And you need to understand that because the Bible says you are a priest, a prophet, and a king. So when you declare something, that's the way it is. If you talk negative all the time in your life, it's a decree, and that's the way it is. If you... Talk positive in your life, that's a decree, and that's the way it is. So, we can't take back words. I don't care how much we try to say we're sorry, I'm sorry, that if it's ever been sowed, it's coming back to you. And words have the power of life and death in it. Y'all follow me this morning, amen? So, as a king, with the king's anointing, which is Jesus' anointing on our life, when we say something, even in jest, and we say something, we have to be so very careful about how we talk because it is a decree. And when we decree it, we can't just take those words off the table. So what Esther did is Esther went before the king and said, you've got to do something about this. And the king decided that being he couldn't take off that part of the law where the Jews would be killed on the 15th, that he could issue the decree that the Jews could fight and gather an army together and they could fight against his own servants. And he gave them the opportunity to fight to save their life. I will tell you tonight or this morning, the church is in a fight for its very life. You hear Joe Biden, every time he's on the news, saying that we're in the fight for the soul of this nation. And we are. Sadly, the part and the place that I think he's playing on that's on the wrong side. I think it needs to be on the other side. So the church is in a fight for its existence. This nation is in a fight for its existence. And where we go from here is... Dependent upon our decisions and what we do. As a church, I've been preaching for a long time that God is going to do a revival, do something we've never seen before. Over the last few months, God has asked me to come to live in Water and to proclaim certain type of encouraging and prophetic words to you. And I'll, I'll just kind of remind you of a few. And I've attempted in many times to get God's plan for the earth out to you by using certain messages to try to get that point laid across sometimes I feel like Thelma I'm really missing the boat uh, but I do know that when the devil fights a church like he's fighting it this week with COVID in a mist uh, folks think they have gallbladder issues people sick people having surgery all this and it seems like uh, service has been put on hold because of sickness um, People are prayer hadn't been done this week because of sickness, and and like we did before, other uh, ministries looks like they're on hold right now. So the devil is fighting. We are in the fight for Living Water Worship Center. If you today stayed home and did not fight to come, then that their type of a spirit is not going to win this war. So I brought these messages to you, and I've entitled some. The first one that the Lord had laid on my heart was Jesus is coming your way. I still believe that Jesus is coming our way. I believe he's pretty close. And then I preached another message entitled, Whose Attention Do You Have? Mm -hmm. Do you have the attention of God or do you have the attention of a demonic devil? Do you have the attention of men or do you have the attention of God? The next message I preached was, I'm going to take it back. Because we have a right to have our inheritance. Mm -hmm. The devil has come in and stolen our inheritance and now it's time for us to take it back. Mm -hmm. Everybody say that with me this morning. I'm going to take it back. Then we went on and we began to look and study about what a church would look like in revival. I don't know if you remember or not, but I also shared with you in that message that there would be a breakthrough, but until that breakthrough come about that we would see things that were not stable. And you can look this morning and see a lot of things are not stable yet, but God is still going to stabilize stuff. Amen? Then I came forward and I began to preach about open heavens and sharing with everyone that we are in an open heaven. God has opened up the heavens. If we can get in alignment under the open heaven, God will bless you. Melvin's having a, a, a job appointment tomorrow. He's getting in alignment with the heaven of the Lord. I'm believing that he's going to have his job by tomorrow afternoon. So the heavens are open, and we receive that. And then I followed up with another message entitled, It's Time for a Tune-Up. I don't know if y'all remember all these or not, but it is time for the church to get tuned back up and be back in unity. Amen? Yeah. And then I preached the next message, and it was entitled, God Rerouted It So That You Could Grow Your Miracle. So God sometimes changes the routes on us, turns things around, so the miracle in our life can grow, so our faith can grow. And we're expecting a miracle to break loose here in Living Water Worship Center very quickly. Amen? Amen? Then I went on and I preached, no more white flags. We are not going to surrender to the enemy anymore. I'm going to say it again. No more white flags. We will not surrender to the enemy this morning. Now the devil tries everything he can to try to hold everything back, but we still are not going to surrender to him. We could have said, "Hey, about a whole lot of people at church this morning, we just ain't going to be be there." But we're not going to wave the white flag anymore to the enemy. Amen? Amen. Then I went on and I preached, "Your axe head is rising." In other words, your miracle is on the way. Natural laws are going to be changed. Your axe head's coming up, and it's going to swim. Went on further, and I said, "The heavens are open." And I preached a message, open the floodgates. It's time for you to open up the floodgates of the Lord in your life and all your world so that God can bring the blessing, rain the blessing down that he needs to in your life. Then the Lord said the next thing that's on the agenda is the spirit and the power of Elijah, a a move of God that will take families' hearts and turn families' hearts back to the family. And God wants us to take some attention and put it on the family. Shortly after that, The Lord moved for us to start a church ministry in the church and so forth and so on. So God does have a desire, and I hope I can put these threads together this morning to begin to explain to you what God is doing. Then I went on and I preached that God was in the gates of the cities, in the large cities of America, and in the gates of Bladenboro, Chapter and all the cities that we represent here, Hallsboro, Roseboro, Lumberton, and he was roaring, and I ask you, do you hear him roar? Do you hear him roar? Then I come on uh, a couple weeks ago, and I told you it's time for you to turn the switch on, time to get hooked back up with the Lord, time to get a power back, amen? Then I went on, and I preached to you as the Lord spoke to me and said it's due time. I preached two messages on due time. And then the last couple of messages I preached, one last Sunday was your time has come. It is time for the Lord to visit us. Mm -hmm. And God is going to visit us like he visited Sarah. And that that he has said about us, he is going to perform it to us. Mm -hmm. So that should be enough of encouraging word for everyone to keep right on going on. Amen. Mm -hmm. And then Wednesday night I I preached and shared with you that there is going to be a divine manifestation, and they're going to increase. We're going to start seeing more of the angels of God show up here in the next few years. And I believe we're at a pivotal point right now, this minute, between here and the 25th of this month, that God is going to show out to the world, and God is going to show out to his church And we got to be in the right place. So everybody agree with me? Amen? Amen. So tonight, or this morning, I'll tell you what, I want it to be night bad. I've said that twice. But uh, this morning, I want to share with you a little bit about what God is going to do with the story of Esther. And apply it to us. Thursday, I rode up to Fayetteville in the morning while Tina was over at the hospital with Janice. And on the way, I reached over and I just hit my iPad and I had not been on YouTube at all, all that morning. But I hit my iPad, to, to, uh, opened it up to check my, my uh, voicemail messages, or I'm sorry, my, my uh, uh, email messages. And immediately, Tim Sheets popped up on it from YouTube. And he was in Washington. He has been in Washington for the last couple of weeks, standing outside of the Supreme Court, standing outside of the, uh, of the White House, standing outside the treasury, standing outside of Congress and declaring prophetic words. He said that the Lord had laid it on his heart that he needed to go and release these prophetic words about what God is trying to do here in America. Mm -hmm. And the message that he began to minister, and he said this phrase, he really wasn't talking about this, but he said this phrase, he said, we're about to experience a divine reversal. A divine reversal just before I touched my, my iPad I was riding down the road and I was praying I said okay Lord I need to know what is the next word the next step that we need to go into living water what do I need to tell your people and when I hit that I wasn't thinking that that was God talking to me and uh, after I listened to his his spiel there for a few minutes I was riding down the road and I said again it's okay Lord I'm I'm needing to hear what you got to say to your church? And he said, well, I just told you. So I said, okay, Lord, well, if that's really you, because sometimes you're not really sure. I said, I don't want to preach another man's message. I said, but Lord, if that's really you today, before I get back home, I want to see the word reverse or reversal somewhere on my journey, between here to Fayetteville, Fayetteville, back to Chabron. I want to see that word reversal. And I got up to a stoplight on Ramsey Street in Fayetteville. And as I was there on Ramsey Street in Fayetteville, I changed lanes and a car came or a truck came around me and got in front of me at the stoplight. And when she pulled over in front of me right at the stoplight, it said Emma's Reversal, Reverse, Reverse, I can't even say, Reversible Services. I said, okay, Lord, this is the message that we need to preach then. So just tell your neighbor here this morning, say, get ready for a divine reversal. Get ready for it. The title of my message this morning for us while we're here, we're going to go and we're going to pray, is 180 degree divine turnaround. God is about to do a 180 degree divine turnaround for his church and in the world. And we're going to talk about that in Esther. I'm going to read one verse. We've already discussed what went on with Esther and the king and how she's put in the right place at the right time. And in verse number 1 of chapter 9 of Esther, it says, Now in the twelfth month, that is in the month of Adar, on the thirteenth day of that same month, when the king's commandment and his decree drew near to be put into execution, In that day that the enemies of the Jews hoped to have power over them, though it was turned to the contrary, that the Jews had rule over them that hated them. Mm -hmm. The Jews gathered themselves together in their cities throughout all the provinces of King Ahasuerus to lay hand on such as sought their hurt. And no man could withstand them for the fear of them fell upon all people. Amen. And all the rulers of the provinces, and the lieutenants, and the deputies, and the officers, and the king helped the Jews because the fear of Mordecai, Mordecai fell upon them. Amen. Now, I have made some strong statements that is going to be prophetic in those first three verses right there. Amen. I want to read it again, and I want you to look at this prophetically. Verse number one says, in the twelfth month, which is March in our time, in the twelfth month, that is in the month of Adar, on the thirteenth day of the month, or the same, when the king's commandment and his decree drew near to be put into execution. I'm telling you right now, the devil has had a plan for the United States of America. He's had a plan against Living Water Worship Center. He's had a plan against the body of Christ. And that plan is this close to being implemented. Darkness has got darker. It's this close. And the church needs to understand that because we need to wake up. At night, we love to go to sleep. But this is a time for the church to wake up out of sleep because the devil's plan is this close to coming to pass. I need to get that in your spirit this morning. It is this close to coming to pass. That verse there plainly says, the king's commandment and his decree drew near to be put into execution. And in that day, that the enemies of the Jews hoped to have power over them. So everything that hell has been trying to do to America, everything that hell has been trying to do to the church, is because the devil wants power over us. He's been doing, and I'm telling you, he's been making some some head ground. He's been making some headway. He's been doing some things that, Lord, if you really get focused on the dark things of this world, when you really get in and look at the dark things of what's going on in this world, you're beginning to understand and to see... That, oh man, the devil's been doing something. All you got to do is flip on the news and see that the devil's at work. And he's been at work for a long time. The riots that broke out here in the last couple of three years, that weren't people out there acting stupid. That was demonic devils crying out because they knew that their time is short. They know that the devil has this calendar on his calendar that he's wanting to gain power. And again, I'm going to share with you, he is this close to getting it done. Are y'all hearing me this morning? Amen? Amen. So, in verse number 1 of chapter 9, it said in the 12th month in March, that is on the month of Adar, on the 13th day of that month, the king's commandment and his decree grew near to be put in execution because in that day the enemies of the Jews hoped to have power over them. But do you see what you see next in that scripture? You see a parenthesis, don't you? Everybody just hold your hand up and say, Thank God for the parenthesis. Parenthetically. God has been working in the midst of all of this. What has been looking and grabbing the focus of so many, God has been working behind the scenes. But now what's behind the scenes is about to come to the forefront. I feel that in the Holy Ghost right now. What's been working in the uh, behind the scenes, God is about to reveal. What God has literally hid in the treasures and darkness, we're about to receive the treasures of darkness. Although hell has been doing all this and he's this close, what we need to focus on is that God is this close to getting done what he wants done too. Amen. Yeah. God's right there. So it's a parenthesis, it's a parenthetical. It said though it was turned to the contrary. Everybody just say it's going to be turned to the contrary. Now notice there, look what it said. It said it was already turned to the contrary. God has already sent out a decree and said it's going to turn to the contrary I've already up in heaven turned it to the contrary no matter what hell has been trying to do no matter how dark it looks arise and shine for your my glory has going to shine on you and your light has come God is saying this is a brand new day get ready for it because although hell has been trying to destroy us God has been putting things in place to protect us and he has already got it set and all we got to do is walk in it. Someone shout out, "Amen, amen." amen. Notice there it says, though it was turned to the contrary, that the Jews had rule over them that hated them. You better believe right now there are people that absolutely hate the church. There are people in the world today that absolutely hates the American way of life. There are people in the world today that don't want America to survive. There are people in the world today if they could get away with it they would blow America off of the map. There is imps from hell right now that hates you with every ounce of power they got because they know that this is the Israel of the West and God has called us and gave, got a covenant with us and they're doing everything they can possibly do to try to destroy the covenant and get us out of the covenant relationship of the Lord that John Renthrop wrote on when he landed on Plymouth Rock and God said it will not happen because when I have a transaction with you it is eternal and it is forever. So it does not matter what hell is trying to do. I just want you to smile at that beside him and say we're going to be alright. Verse number 2 says the Jews gathered themselves together in their cities throughout all the provinces of the king Ahasuerus ha- 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 to lay hand on such as salt They're hurt. Now, I'm telling you, you got to do something. You've got to rise up and you have got to lay your hands upon those things, those enemies in your life that is trying to bring you hurt. The devil is not just sitting here sending COVID in to make you feel bad. He didn't just make you sick with that little fever to make you feel bad a few days. He's wanting to kill you. He hates you, but God says, I have already sent a decree out, I've released it, I've done it up in heaven, I've already turned it to the contrary, and in doing so, if you'll gather yourself together, look at that Messiah and say, get in unity. Not just each other, get in unity with the Word of God. Get in alignment with the Word of God. Get in alignment with what God has said He's going to do. When you do that, He said, You will be given the power to lay your hand upon those that seek to hurt you, that seeks to try to take you out, and you will come out victorious over it. Someone say amen. And it said, look what it said later. It said, and no man could withstand them, for the fear of them fell on all the people. I'm here to share with you people. I put their mouth on the church today. They're against the church today. They talk around the church. They call people a bunch of hypocrites. But very shortly, God's plan is going into effect right along with the enemy's plan. And when it does, when it's all said and done and the smoke clears, a new reverential fear of God is coming across the United States of America. I believe it's going to start from the west coast and come this way. I believe it's going to rise up over and around Missouri and in Kansas and join together the heat of the fire of Almighty God. And when it does, God is going to allow us at that point to have so the people have so much reverential fear of God that nobody would stand against the church anymore because God is ready to rapture us out of here and we are the nucleus and the that is holding this church together right now. Amen? Amen. Now it goes on. And I hadn't even preached my message. I'm just breaking down the verse. And it said, And all the rulers of the provinces and the lieutenants and the deputies and the officers of the king helped the Jews because the fear of Mordecai fell upon them. If you apply that to the day, that means all of the governors, all of the representatives of the house of the state, all of the presidents, all of the congress, all of the, all the supreme court, all of this, all of these are going to come together and now instead of trying to destroy and hold back what God wants, they're going to start putting things into play to get done what God wants. Amen. Amen. I mean, remember when I preached the message you are the light of the world. Amen. Y'all remember that? And I told you that God's light is going to show up and knock some saws off of their high horses... Because God has saw what Saul can do out in the world, and now He wants to grab them, Saul, and bring them into His church and give them the power that they know that they can have as a Paul and literally change things. I'm hearing them prophesy to you right now. There is a Saul on the Supreme Court right now, and God is about to knock them off of their high horse and change their name to a Paul in the Spirit. And they're going to be the ones that have been against the church and against God's way of living for a long period of time, and God is going to take that person and change them completely around so that the the very conservative values of Christian American way living in Judaism life here in America is going to proceed and go forward for generations until the end of time. You better see it and mark it and put it down on your words. A saw is about to get converted on the Supreme Court. Somebody say amen. It's going to happen. All right. So let's go on. It says, For Mordecai was great in the king's house. I just want everybody here this morning to say, I'm great I'm in great. my king's house oh the devil knows how great you are some of us don't even realize how great we are we're so powerful in the king's house we got so much influential favor we have got so much influence we can literally speak and have things done we can release a decree and it be done your mouth has the power of life and death you are a priest and you are a king under the king Jesus Christ and when you as a government representative of the kingdom of heaven make a decree with your mouth it is had a solid it and it cannot be changed God said now this year this decade is the decade of the pay the decade of the mouth release my word so it shall be done boy I wish I could preach this morning amen he said Mordecai was great in the house And his fame went out throughout all the provinces. For this man, Mordecai, waxed greater and greater. Look at your neighbor and say, you're great in the king's house. But you're going to get greater and you're going to get greater. Mm. Now I just decreed that. You're going to have things change in your life. Amen. Boy, I could preach this message. In verse number five, it says, Then the Jews smote all their enemies with the stroke of the sword. And slaughter and destruction, and did what they would unto those that hated them. Read it again. Then the Jews smote all their enemies. Tell your neighbor, say, "You're about to smite smite all your enemies." now how are you going to do that look at what it says you've done it with the sword what is the sword the sword is the word of God so as you release the word of God all the enemies that's coming against you are going to be smote right in front of you now as it goes further it says right there and there will be slaughter and destruction and you'll be able to do what you want to do against every one of them that hates you so the enemy now his plan is this close God's plan is this close both plans are going to come together at one time but God's already ruled up into heavens that is going to happen contrary to what the enemy wants to do because God's purpose is going to prevail forever my God I preach this morning so just tell that right beside me and so say we're going to have a 180 degree turnaround and it ain't going to happen just for a moment that's going to be a 180 degree turnaround that is going to be a turnaround for eternity Hear me what I'm saying. God is fed up with all this. He's about, he's already stepped in and reversed Roe v. Wade. You better get ready. He's about to step in, I believe, and reverse same-sex marriage. I believe He's going to reverse a whole lot of stuff because things that are not holy, all this stuff that we are calling good now that's flat-out evil, God is going to change some stuff. It's going to take a little bit of a while, but God's already started with Roe v. Wade, and He's changing everything. Somebody needs to accept that this morning. Amen. So in the next few months, right now, you write it down. The Lord is issuing out some divine reversals. If you want things to change in your life, right now is the best opportunity you'll ever have in your life to get exactly what you need from the Lord. So what is a divine reversal? A divine reversal is a supernatural turnaround that will move you in the opposite and a positive direction from where we've been going. God is about to step in and stop Saul's journey and what hell is trying to do and turn their mission in life completely around. God is about to change the government in the world. I want to share with you Wednesday night, I prophesied, y'all needed to hear me. I said God said that the nations are at a boiling point and nations are going to have changes in leaders. That was Wednesday night. I already said that we were going to have a, we already had a prime minister over in Britain and then the very next day, Queen Elizabeth passed away. She sets over 15 countries. God right now is already beginning to do the work over in Europe to bring Europe back. And you better get ready for it to happen in America too. Amen. Amen. Oh, my Lord. I don't know how much more I got to share with people before they believe this. Amen. Amen. But I want you to know a transformation's coming. And when that transformation coming it is going to be so comprehensive, it is going to be so comprehensive in scope and in depth that it will bring about a reversal from evil to good and it's going to take old things and move them to new things and everything that's out in darkness is going to be turned around to lights. Y'all need to hear that. God said I'm about to change it. Things that you have never witnessed in your life I'm going to bring it back. He said I'm going to show people how power of prayer in the educational system one more time. I'm going to show the power of my word in the literature and the arts and the entertainment business one more time. God is going to do some things in every hill of the mountains that there is out in the entertainment industry and God is going to change a lot of stuff quickly. So in the next few years you better get ready for a divine reversal you're going to see God as you'll take enough of time to look at it hell's still going to fight it but behind the scenes what's been going on behind the scenes like Esther went in to go talk with the king there has been a lot of people in the church that has been praying and they've been going into the king's presence they have prepared themselves and they have requested things of the king and God must be the God that he says he is he said I will answer every prayer that you ask in the name of Jesus Christ and we've asked it and now it's God time for God to bring it to pass. Amen. amen. So God is about to make all things work together for the to the good of them that are the called according to his purpose. Amen. Somebody say Amen. amen. I said all things that means all devastation all ashes in your life every bit of brokenness that you've had in your life every bit of shame that you've experienced every bit of depression all the darkness all the failures God said all things are going to work together for the good of them that are the called that love the Lord are the called according to His purpose all things are working together for our good right now let me be clear change is coming and these changes are not little merely things they're going to be not just little minor adjustments they are going to be major adjustments that are literally epochs and new eras when it changes God is going to change things in such a dramatic way that everybody's got to pay attention amen. Amen. Hmm. Boy, I preach pretty good already amen. amen so let's go a little bit deeper with this 180 degree turnarounds you're about to experience because God said, I'm going to divinely change some things and reverse some things in you. I'm going to turn things divinely 100% around. And when I do that there, the God of this universe is going to come about and the first place that he's going to start doing some things is in the hearts of men. Somebody say amen. God is in the business of performing life makeovers. And when he does so, he changes people from the uh, from the inside out. He is coming in and he's going to change and take the feeling and the words of hatred that are out there today, which is the same emotion. Love and hate is the same emotion. It's just mixed up and perverted. And now God is going to learn and teach us what it takes to love people. And all this hatred that's out there, the devil's put in our hearts and put in people. God is coming with the love of the Holy Spirit shedding it abroad in the hearts of man one more time. And as he begins to change people's heart, he's going to focus his movement on his heart. Why? Because Proverbs 4 and 23 says that we are supposed to keep our heart with all diligence because out of our heart is the issues of life. Let me give you another translation of that. In another translation it says, guard your heart above all else because it determines the course of your life the devil has put so much hatred in people's hearts right now they got this figma of imagination that there is this all this systematic racism all this stuff man I'm telling you I'm hearing that I'm no doubt there is racism but not systematic to the point that they bring it to it God said that I have put my love in the people's heart that I have changed and now God is going to stir that love up in our heart and it's going to fall outside of us and as it does and he begins to change things all the hate that you've been Seeing in the world you're going to begin to focus more on the love of God in this world now I hate to tell you how he's going to have to do that but God is about to take communities and turn them completely around Amen. let me give you a hint anytime there is a major disaster people find the good in everybody So you need to begin to pray against some of these storms that hell is going to be sending because hell is trying to kill us because he wants power over us. But the Bible told me in Esther chapter number 9 that everything is going to happen on the contrary. Everything that hell tried to do is going to change and it's going to be different for each and every one of us. Everybody here with me this morning. amen. Amen. So your heart is your fountain of life. And how your heart is Determines how your course of your life is going to be. It is the gate in your life for which your happiness exits or it terminates. God wants you happy. I want you to look at that person right beside me and say, God wants you happy. God wants you happy. How many believe that this morning? Amen. Amen. If you believe it, just smile at that right beside me and say, Don't worry. Be Don't worry. happy. God wants his church to be happy. God wants man to be happy. But happiness comes out of your heart. And if it comes out of your heart, the doorway of your heart, the fountain, the gate of your heart, and it don't come out the right way, if it stops as it comes out the gate and dies, then you ain't going to be happy. I refuse to be depressed. I refuse to be upset. I refuse to be oppressed. I refuse to be worried all up. I refuse to have my mind not sound. I refuse to do it because I'm gonna make a decision on the inside of me. I love myself enough to know that I'm gonna walk in happiness. I'm gonna be happy no matter what happens in my life. I'm gonna share the glory and the power of the Lord that He's got inside of me, and I'm gonna allow the heart of myself to be seen by every man that there is in the world. He said, guard your heart with all diligence because that's where you get the course of your life from. Amen. So if you want to be happy, then it's all on you. Smile that and right beside him and say it's all on you now the minute worry comes into your life you're going to have to stand up and decree no that ain't from God that's from hell I will not go with it because worry ain't nothing but a wrinkler of my face and a grave digger God has gave me peace that passes all understanding yeah I preach God because I need God I preach peace because I need peace and the more I preach it the more I decree it the more God's got to give it to me and the more I release in my life so the Bible says diligently guard your heart be on guard against your heart fight against this mess that's out there. When somebody says that this man hates this one or the Democrats hate the Republicans and Republicans hate the Democrats, stand up and say, that ain't right. That ain't so. In the name of Jesus, men have human compassion for each one because my God birthed them and they're created in the image of God and God's got compassion and love for me and we can find the good in everybody. Amen. Yes. Mm, that's pretty good there if I don't preach some no more. Amen. So, God said, I'm about to do some divine reversals. He said in your life that that's where your happiness or your course of life begins or ends is at the gate of your heart. But God says your heart has a lot to do with divine reversals. So I want you to look at your neighbor this morning and say, do you need a divine reversal? Yeah. Yeah. If you need a divine reversal this morning, then your heart's got to be in the right place. Your heart has got to be right. Hold your hands up for me right quick. and Say, Lord, clean up my heart. Father, in the name of Jesus, renew a right spirit on the inside of me. Father, clean me up from the inside to the outside. You know my faults. You know what I need. And now, Lord, I declare I have the mind of Christ. And the blood of Jesus Christ has purged me from all sins, And the Holy Ghost has shed his love abroad in my heart. Amen. It is that type of love that will cause you to love your enemies. That that type of love will cause you when the devil wants to have power over you to be able to lay hold of that thing that hates you and bring it down to your neck. you got the power to bring down everything the enemy has tried to do in your life and God has given it to us in the next few months in a double capacity in this church and it's time for us to walk in it. Amen? Amen. Mm. So, God said that I'm taking hold of situations right now and I'm going to bring 180 degree turnarounds in your life. How many got a situation right now, this minute, you need God to grab a hold of and turn it completely around? I want you to take your pen in your hand and I want you to write it out in your notes right now. Say, God, this is what I need you to do. I need you to save my child. I need you to heal my husband. I need you to heal my body. I need you to grow my church. I need you to change the politics in this world. I need you to do this. I'm here to tell you right now, your heart... When your change in your heart occurs, your thinking a change, your words a change, your behavior change, and your entire lifestyle is going to be altered. And God says, I'm in the business of changing people's hearts. And God is about to release a divine reversal and he's going to go out for the hearts of man. And when he does, you're going to quit hearing some of this nasty talk and this hatred talk. And you're going to hear people think differently, talk differently, act differently, and live differently than they've ever lived in their life. All week I've heard from the Lord. The Lord is issuing divine reversals in this season. God has decreed and sent out verdicts that things in your life that needs to be turned around 180 degrees. I am releasing the angels that are needed to come to that situation, grab a hold of it, and turn it 180 degrees around. Amen. Boy, I'm preaching to the walls this morning. Smile at that and say, I'm going to get my divine reversal. Amen. Amen. So in verse number one of Esther chapter number nine he said that God turned things to the contrary. How many here this morning can thank God for turning things to the contrary? How many can thank Him right now? You ain't seen it done in those things you just wrote down. But you can thank Him right now that although you ain't seen it on earth, it's already happened up in heaven. God's already turned things around to the contrary. God has reversed the scene in your life. God has done a revolution in your life. He's turned things around. And now it's time for a revolution. It's time for a change to hit America and hit the church. And the church changed the way they worship the Lord, pray to the Lord, attend church and serve him. It's time for us to have the scenes of life change and God is doing it right now. He's already done it in the heavens and he told me to come tell you this morning, I am in the business of a divine reversal and I will bring it to you and I'll bring it to you because hell hates you and I love you and you're going to be able to take power over your enemy in these coming days. Somebody needs to give God a good hand clap of praise or something this morning. Amen. So God's issuing a turnaround. Say that with me. God issued, a God issued a turnaround. What does a turnaround mean? A turnaround means to become changed for the better. Oh, just say that, decree that with me this morning. My life is changing for the better. My life is for the better. Then follow it up with some power and say, In the name of Jesus my life is changing for the better it also means that it's going to be uh, done in an abrupt in a sudden and unexpected and instantaneous swift and different way than I've ever seen in my life you're about to experience the power of the Holy Ghost like you've never experienced it before your suddenly is about to come your power is about to come and when you least expect him to show up that's when he's going to show up when you least expect him to be there that's when he's going to show up and Turn the scene completely around. God will turn it around for you. And he's ready to do it right now. Amen. Amen. It also means that he's going to overthrow some stuff in your life. Oh, a lot of people don't like this. But he's going to remove things forcibly from power in your life. There are some people that need their mind cleaned up and they can't clean it up on their own. God has been trying to get them to do that come to the church come to the Lord give their heart to the Lord. God is forcibly going to start changing men's mind. God is going to forcibly start changing some things. Everything that hell tried to do in your life God said right now I'm about to overthrow it. I'm coming in forcibly I'm going to throw it over I'm going to defeat it and I'm going to bring a downfall to that kingdom and I'm not only going to overthrow it I'm going to put an end to it. Amen. Oh, I'm preaching all right. God said, I'm about to put an end to what hell has been trying to do in your life. Yes. Hell has yes. been trying to kill you. The devil has been trying to kill you. The devil has been trying to shut down the church. And God said, I've had enough. I'm putting an end to it in the name of Jesus. In the next few months, get ready to see God start changing some stuff. Amen. Amen. Turn it out right beside me so he overturned it. He overturned it. That word overturn goes right along with this verse. It means he abolishes it. He invalidates it. He reverses a previous system, a previous decision, or a previous situation. Just like he did with Roe v. Wade as he reversed it from the federal down to the state. God right now is working in the heavens to reverse those systems that has been going on in your life. There has been systems of poverty, systems of debauchery, systems of idolatry that has been going on in people's lives. And God said, I'm putting an end to it right now in the name of Jesus in this season. Everybody say, thank you for the reverse. Oh, man, I'm telling you, reverse literally means to overthrow by contrary design. So the devil's been designing his little thing, building his thing. The media's been helping him build it. The politicians have been helping him build it. The world's been helping him build it. And sadly, the church has been helping the devil build up his little design. But God said I'm reversing that. I'm putting an end to it. Now I'm going to overthrow that. I'm going to come in and overthrow that with a contrary design. The devil wants everybody to be at each other's throat and to hate each other. But God said I'm going to pour out my love upon my children and I'm going to pour out my love in the hearts of man. And when it do, love is going to outweigh any type of hate that there is in anybody's life. Secondly, God said that the devil's come in and the church has even helped him build his kingdom of darkness. But my God Said I'm giving a revelation to my children that they are the light of the world. And when you flip the switch on, light drives away darkness. And it ain't going to take but just a few minutes. Suddenly, like a lightning strike, God is going to change things in this world. That's all you got to hear this morning. Everybody say, I'm ready for my suddenly. It also means to make things void. The paycheck, the hell is wrote in your life. God ain't gonna allow him to cash the check no more. He's voiding out the check right now. Amen. It means to annul things. It means that anything that you have allowed hell to marriage and marry in your life, God is about to annoy that marriage under the power of the Holy Ghost right now. I am releasing a decree right now that every barren place that you got in your life that hell has brought death into, I am releasing the life of God in that there through the power of the Holy Spirit. You're going to see your children grow back to unity with God. You're going to see your family come back in unity with God. And you're going to see your nation grow back in unity with God. And you're going to see your, and to see your church Grow back into the unity with the Lord. Amen. 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 It means the sentence or decree that has been uh, issued in your life and you've been living under is coming to an end. That's right. Amen. And i got to look at this word, Bert. And it means to recall. Wow. So let's talk political for just a minute. See, things happen in the natural realm to make you understand what's going on in the spiritual world. Right now, God has on his election calendar a recall. And he's putting out to his church right now, are you for the recall of the kingdom of hell that has been in the church? I want you to vote. Are you against it or are you for it? are you tired of the devil being in the house of God are you tired of the devil coming in and invading the pulpits of America are you tired of the devil coming in and causing Christian brothers to hate one another are you tired of this most segregated hour that there is in America on Sunday morning when the blacks and the go to their church and the African Americans to their church the white people to their church the Mexicans the Latinos and the Asians go to their God said I'm about to bring something. are you tired of that if you're tired of that then let's vote for the recall as God is recalling those things that have been in rulership over our life, out of our life. God is doing it. He's laid it out to the church right now. Is it time for it? Yes, it's time for it. Are you ready for it? If you're ready for it, let's vote for God to do what God do, what God wants to do. Amen? It also means to subvert some stuff. Oh, I like this word because it opened up my mind of what God was doing. The word subvert means to undermine and lessen the effectiveness, the power and the ability of the established system. So while hell has been building up his system just like Haman built up his system in Esther, God was over here working with Mordecai and Esther and he was calling out this Mordecai and he was calling out Esther to go in and have an audience with the king. And when they have an audience with the king, the king now has literally been undermining the very thing that he has authorized before. And God behind the scenes has been going behind the scenes and undermining the system that the devil has been building in their life and now he is about to bring both systems together and when he does God's purpose shall prevail someone needs to say amen. amen God is about to bring down the established system of hell and God is going to do it quickly in America somebody needs to say amen Amen. I'm preaching pretty good God is speaking to y'all I hope you're happy you came to church this morning amen. next word means he's going to destabilize some stuff What did I tell you Wednesday night? Wednesday night I told you that 2023 was number one, the year of retribution. But I also told you that it was the year of stability. And God said, I'm going to destabilize some stuff so I can bring some stability. Now God says, I'm going to issue a divine reversal. And while all the hell has been doing... He's been out there building this. I've been behind the scenes raising up some Esters. I just want you to punch that woman right in front of me and say, Hey, Esther, how you doing? Hey, Esther, how are you doing? <laughs> Why the devil's been out here doing everything he's been doing, he's been raising up some of these Mordecais that's making the Esthers go a little bit further. I want you to look at some of these men in here and say, Hey, Mordecai, how you doing? Hey, Mordecai. Now some of those Mordecais have been operating in a positive light sharing with the Esther's, hey you're here for this particular reason. But there's some other Mordecais that has refused to be Mordecai, refused to be a man, refused to be a father, refused to be a leader in the church, refused to be the priest the prophet and the king and has caused the Esther to have to come up and be what she is and God said I am going to bring the spirit and the power of Elijah that's going to grab a hold of the man's heart and turn man's heart back to their children and turn the children back to the man and God is going to birth a family revival and a generational revival and fill the church up with whole families in the next few years. Somebody needs to give God a good hand clap of praise. So he's going to destabilize some stuff. That word destabilize means cause unrest and cause an upset stability. If you were to look out in the world today, you would think that the devil rules America, wouldn't you? Supreme Court, the Congress, the White House, all of the nations, all of the states, all of the governor's houses. you think that he rules the educational system. You would think that if you looked at your children being indoctrinized at three years old, four years old, five years old, that they ain't a boy and they ain't a girl and they got the right to determine who they are. You would think hell is one if you would look into the justice system right now, when you can walk up and cold cut somebody and put them in a coma and be able to walk the street in the next few hours, something's wrong in America. Something's wrong bad in America. And I want to share, when you look at it, you could think in your mind common sense would tell you, well, the devil owns that city. The devil owns that judge. The devil owns this politician. But I got news for the devil. The devil don't own none of that. God's still in control. God God's still running and God is about to show the devil who he is and he's rising up some Esthers and some Mordecai to let everybody know who he is and he's going to do it quickly. Someone shout amen. So God's interrupting Satan's rule right now.